We love baseball. We love family. What could be better than combining the two? Play ball! Welcome to the Baseball Family Podcast, presented by Baseballism, a production of that cast. And now, host Troy and Danae Silva. Danae. Troy. That's you. Have you ever recognized... I guess you watch a lot of youth baseball, so this probably pertains to youth baseball. Uh, but you've seen baseball on TV. Have you ever recognized bad habits from, say, a kid on the field, player, maybe your own kid, maybe somebody else, or even like a coach, like a bad habit? You know what I'm talking about? Just habits in general. Yeah, that's a bad habit. Have the, you ever recognized any bad habits on the field from a player? An attitude. Ooh, there's a good one. Bad habit. So a bad habit could be a bad attitude. Right. Have you ever recognized anything else that could be like something that's have not you beneficial? Let, have you recognized <laughs> I any could bad list, habits? I could list like 50, but I want to know your perspective before we get into this. Uh, you're always telling me to tell Jay to keep his head down. So he automatically, when they pull their head up, oh, so like that a swing. must be a habit. Okay, so a swing flaw, let's call it, where JJ's pulling his head up. Do I tell you to tell him that? Yes, you do. You <laughs> say video and tell JJ oh, to when keep I'm not his there. head down. When I'm not there before yeah. the game. Okay. Yes, I do say that because that's a bad habit, right? So he has a tendency to try to hit a home run, which pulls his head up. So you got a swing bad habit. You got like a attitude bad habit. Attitude bad habit. Have you ever heard of or seen bad habits, say, from a coach? Well, that's another. They're getting upset. Oh, there you go. Being mad at maybe every little tiny thing, maybe every umpire call. So being upset. Well, you get out there. It's a mindset thing, right? Yeah. With that. Yeah. Jumping so, out there and you're getting upset because whatever's going on, you're already there going, what am I going to be so hyper that, about that, here? The bad habit is being hyper, hyper crazy, upset, whatever <laughs> yeah. you want to call it. So I wanted to talk this week about bad habits um, and how, how you can fix them as parents, as players, as coaches, and the importance of fixing them because these bad habits that you, the, literally the ones you just said. I have another one. Go ahead. When they're in the outfield yes. and you're like, let go of the ball, just throw it in and they can't. So like young kid, not knowing what to do with the, yeah. the ball. So like bad habit could be not understanding on the game. To it. Yeah. Not, not knowing what to do with the ball. That's probably being, that kind of leads into, I guess what we're trying to get to, but the, there's bad habits all over the place and bad habits are created because a lack of, a lack of instruction, I guess, a lack of discipline maybe from a coach, um, there's a whole bunch of reasons why bad habits occur. It's just natural most of the time. Like, like kids just kind of like JJ. He's he's always pulled his head up when he swings the bat because he's trying to hit a home run. So, the bad habits have to get, I, I guess, identified first. So, if we don't identify what the habit is, then there's no way to fix it. Um, with that being said, there's a whole bunch of kids that as they grow up, you know, through youth baseball, maybe into high school, maybe even into like college and pro, where they don't even identify what these habits are, which actually creates problems. And, and a lot of these will not allow you to create opportunities in the future as well. So like you said, the first one was your attitude. So if a kid has a bad attitude growing up and he never breaks that bad habit, guess what happens? But you have to have that coach to help him break it too. Yeah. Or someone else is not helping you recognize it or a parent. And they have to recognize that it's a bad attitude and they have to recognize that this isn't beneficial for not only myself, but for my teams that I'm going to play on. Um, but if we're not recognizing those bad habits and then putting a, a plan of attack on fixing them, then it's going to be the same kind of circular thing that goes on and on and on. So the common bad habits, 
Uh, I want to talk about common bad habits, and then I want to talk about how we can fix them as parents and as ballplayers and coaches, and then how to avoid them, and then which ones are the worst ones as well. So common bad habits and hitting, you name one of them, which is like pulling your head, right? So Mm -hmm. kid has a tendency to pull their head or not see the ball or whatever. You you hear grandmas at the the games all the time, hey, Johnny, keep your head down. Like you hear it almost every game that you, you go to. And everybody's saying, keep your head down, see the ball. So that's one of them. But I would think the hitting bad habits. Have they played or they're just saying it because that's what they're supposed to say because they hear everyone else saying it? Well, that's good because that's how baseball works is yeah. people say stuff and then they think it's cool and they yeah. just say it for just the same. <laughs> but I think hitting bad habits, um, what most people need to understand and recognize is it's all individualized, right? So every kid that if you have a team of, say, 12 kids on the team, every kid will so have their own ha- bad habit. So you're not teaching every kid the same swing. No, that's a good one. It might be the same swing as far as like what the swing's supposed to look like. It's mm-hmm. not rocket science, but every kid needs different information and every kid needs different things that's going to help their weaknesses. So if you go ask, I want, I want you to see, I want to see you do this one day. Go ask your team of 12 kids like, hey, what do you really struggle with with hitting? Mm-hmm. And most of them will look at you like with a blank stare, like, I don't know. And then some of them will say something mechanical or my dad tells me I pull my head. And some kids will basically understand what their weakness is which is maybe they're they don't like outside pitches or whatever it is so if you don't identify what that player's that's specific, huge identifying it a lot of yes. kids can't identify it so they're just stuck which is the hardest habit. part like you as a parent you probably couldn't do that because you're not no uh, you you can see that he's pulling his head but you don't understand why and that right. gets into the next part of identifying the the habit or the weakness which is why does it happen so let's use jj for an example so jj we've you've identified as a mom that he pulls his head right so he pulls his head up. He doesn't see the ball. Why does he do that? So if you were just to yell at him, hey, keep your head down, he's probably not going to do it because what JJ tries to do is hit a ball 700 feet every time he swings the bat. And he wants to hit the ball far. So his body and his brain pulls his head up to think that it's going to hit it farther by doing so. So we have to tell JJ, like, hard line drive, keep your head down, or else that's going to keep going on and on and on. Or maybe grandma was like, hey, JJ, I'm going to give you – we get some pizza after the game if he hit a home run. So he's pulling his head because he wants to eat pizza after the game. Right. It's stuff like that that most people don't get. So you can't just yell things or say things or work on things. The other thing is if, if JJ goes and hits off a tee in our garage, keeping his head down, and then he gets into the pressurized situation of a game and the fence is out there, he's going to go right back to it. So a lot of it is training yourself how to do it on a regular basis in, in a game scenario. And when can I? And when can you? So identifying the weakness will help you fix whatever habit you have. But if you don't identify the weakness, then you don't know. Most kids don't know. I ask them, what's your, what's your bad habit with your hitting or what's your weakness? And they don't know. It's just, And this is like even college and pro kids addict pro guy I was talking to the other day and I said hey what do you struggle with most and he's like eh, he's give me like three mechanical things and I'm like no what what is your w- real weakness and he was looking at me like I'm crazy and this is a professional athlete so, and so it's a mental thing you're talking about the mental aspect of it yes like tell me what your weakness is what do you struggle they with just cannot no they can but they, they don't know what their real weakness is he was saying three things mechanical right. what his real weakness after we got to talking is he's facing 95 miles an hour every day when he misses he misses late. So he reacts to the ball too late. So it was like a whole gotcha. like, eye opener for him. Like, Hey, I need to like do drills and things. That's going to help me see the ball quicker and react quicker. He needs a lot of reactive stuff. Whereas his brain was telling him that it's always a swing. So he's trying to fix his swing the whole time, but he's not reacting fast enough. And it was a totally like eye opener on something so basic and simple of like, mm. what is your bad habit or what is your, so every weakness? time someone comes to the facility, you talk about that. Every As time I work with evaluating a hitter, and yes, every time I work with a hitter, you have to figure out their individual weakness and why that occurs. 
So why it occurred for him is because he sits there off the tee and front toss all off season and never sees fast pitching ever. And, and that's he, frustrating in his head. He's just exactly. working on a swing, working on the swing, and why can't I get it? So it was frustrating for him, but it was also like refreshing. Like, yeah, you're right. Like I need but to, to see out, the right? ball faster. So that was just one example. But that's the whole idea is identifying weaknesses. Um, what about throwing? You ever seen a kid that throws a little funky or weird? Yeah. I mean, everyone comes and has to learn how to throw, right? If you yeah, come but you up can, you and can nobody's ever taught you. You can recognize if a kid like doesn't throw naturally correct. Right. Yes. So the average parent can, can say, hey, that's a little funky or weird. How do you fix it? That's one of the things that most parents come to me with is, hey, I, I can recognize this, my son or whoever, my daughter's throwing weird. I just don't know how to fix it right. and what to do. So how do you fix that? Good question. It goes back to what we just talked about. It has to be individualized because every, every kid will do something different. Mm-hmm. But I will say this on the throwing side of things. So how to fix a bad habit. Most of the bad habits are created because kids aren't taught to throw the ball aggressively at a young age. Um, they're they're kind of push the ball, if you want to call it, versus throw the ball. So I think a lot of times, especially if you have kids that are like, say, 7 to 10 years old, as they're learning it, like one of the best things you can do as a parent is play catch with them and tell them to throw it as hard as hard as they can. Because when they throw it as hard as they can, they're naturally going to start using their body the way their body's supposed to be working. Gotcha. But what happens is, is I can see that. And then they have somebody on first brace that they know can't catch it. Or they create those problems. Yeah. Cause and create, yeah. So teaching them to throw the ball as hard as they can will kind of naturally fix it. But one of the biggest, um, I guess throwing things at, at a younger age is having the elbow drop and kind of push the ball. It becomes more like a basketball shot versus like throwing the ball. So if hmm. they can learn how to throw the ball versus push the ball at a young age, it's going to fix it. But it goes back to again, um, like identifying what the real weakness is. But I would, I would say not even just from seven to 10, from like 12 to 15 years old, teach kids to throw aggressively, teach them to shuffle in their legs hard and like throw the ball. And that fixes, it's funny, but it fixes a lot of the throwing mechanical issues that they have. But a lot of times they don't get challenged to do that. They just kind of have a coach that tells them how to, and then they're trying to do it right. And kids' brains are very analytical these days. They like to right. over evaluate and overthink things and then they make it worse sometimes. So the throwing side of things, uh, the bad habit is the same thing. You got to figure out what their individual problem is, but also like teach them aggressiveness and teach them how to throw it. What about fielding Good information, Troy? What's a, what's a bad fielding like habit? Not getting your glove down. Yeah, that's a good one. You've been listening. So not getting your glove down. What else? Baseball's, baseball's a sport where you kind of stand around for a while and then move. So being ready. Being ready. Being focused. A lot of them aren't ready, right? Well, it is. It's a long, <clears throat> depends on your age. But, but it's still a long game no matter how old you yeah. are. And it gets boring, especially if you're Could standing there. You have to there. yell out. But one of, the, one of the things that I think is a, the biggest bad habit when it comes to defensive stuff I guess besides the catcher, but even catchers is, is laziness and focus because baseball is a sport where you're standing there by yourself for a while. So that's why on defense, I'm always telling our kids like talk, communicate, stay energized, stay, stay ready, be ready, talk after every pitch. So you're staying engaged in the game because it can get pretty boring pretty quick if you're not engaged. And then that one time you're not paying attention, the ball's hit to you, you're not going to go get it. Right. So I think at a younger age, the, the one of the b- biggest bad habits are is just not paying attention, but also like being ready to go don't be lazy it's it's, there's a lot of lazy what i call lazy baseball out there especially at a younger age and then what you're doing is you're just making the game not very fun too so it's like teach teach your teams and teach your kids to like talk have some energy at what age though i mean you know you're doing t-ball you're out there picking the flowers and chasing the bees i'm not talking about t-ball i'm talking more about once they get you know (laughs) eight nine ten eight nine ten where they're kind of learning real baseball 10 years old learning to stay focused is a good thing at that age absolutely it does teach them life lessons and discipline might be a long game but 
So that's the biggest thing defensively. I mean, you can you can go things like you said, like, hey, get your glove down again. Those are all individualized. Maybe a kid needs to get quicker. Maybe a kid's just not focused. Whatever it is, I think that's what they need to work on. And then how do you how do you avoid these bad habits? Uh, it's, it's a it's a hard thing to avoid because I know me growing up, I had tons of bad habits. I would bounce my hands down, have a huge leg kick, step out because I was terrified to get hit of the ball. Like it was just bad habit after bad habit. And, and you have different coaches that might be teaching you some bad habits. So that's the... But that depends. The coach is a big right? deal though. I think I think a coach's accountability and you coaches that are listening, like this is an important time for you to listen. Like it, you are the key factor to helping kids avoid bad habits by creating discipline and structure. If a kid has a bad attitude, like you said earlier you in the podcast, it. like and you allow it, you are enabling them to do it and create this bad habit versus fixing it. If a kid's lazy, if a kid doesn't sprint on and off the field every time, that's your fault as a coach because you're not holding them accountable to do it. So you have to, as a coach, create that because you are helping aid them in their bad habits in doing so. Right. Um, the, the ironic part is a lot of times when it comes to like technique, like hitting technique, throwing technique. And I don't want to say this the wrong way, but a lot of coaches actually make it worse because of what they're teaching. You'd be surprised by how many things are taught to these kids these days that are actually things that make them worse believe it or not like specifically in the hitting does world. the coach see that no because they it's, don't know why they're not it's not helping no them. so a coach has a the heart and the mindset to try to help right but they don't understand like what that kid needs individually so like I'll, I'll give you a quick example so i've done this millions of times so there's tons of kids that i've trained um i can tell a kid that's come into our program and has had too much instruction from a mm-hmm. coach because they're super robotic like you watch them swing swing oh, and it looks like you know, a factory of robots. It looks like you've been, you know, trained to have this robotic swing because your coach has taught you all these things. So those type of kids can never hit because they have no freedom mentally. And they're always putting themselves in mental jail because they're always thinking what's wrong with my swing. What's wrong with my swing? What's wrong with my swing? Yeah. So the coach is trying to help them and he's probably giving decent information when it comes to swing mechanics, but he's actually making them worse because he's making them think about their swing versus that kid's problem is he just reacts too late or he doesn't hit it out in front or his bat speed's too slow or he doesn't have confidence or whatever it is that they need to do to develop. So then how do you help these coaches? That's what we're trying to do right now on this podcast can you do clinics (laughs) i mean i do we do i I do travel and speak um we try to do our best i I do post stuff all over social media for free and so that's what you do your clinics because i don't get go to them i have the kids and stuff yes you're just kind of training when i travel yes i do coaches clinics but you know my social media is pretty big but that's the whole intent behind it like my whole intent is to help coaches and players understand what they need to do and to help them so there's there's tons of information out there but i think as coaches the biggest thing is you got to try to help these kids avoid their habits and might be something simple. Like there's sometimes like I'll, I'll have a kid that maybe has like a pouty attitude. Okay. So maybe he's just, he gets down on himself really, really easy. So my whole goal with that kid isn't to teach him 7 million things about a swing is to teach him, Hey, get over it, get over it. Focus on the next to bat, focus on your teammates. Hey, get in the dugout. We can get a drink, get it, stay positive, whatever it is that that is, because that's way more important than any swing stuff or hitting stuff that I'm going to teach them. So a lot of it is that coach, like understanding what is their true weakness and really trying to. And can you talk to the parents about that pouty kid? You can. Yeah. I try to have them. Most of the time the parents come to me. Oh yeah. (laughs) Most of the time the parents are like, uh, yeah, can you help this? And it's like, yeah. So uh, a lot of it's just like accountability and discipline and structure. Right. Um, which, which of these habits are the worst, which bad habits are the worst? Do you think, do you think it's more of the, I think the attitude, because that just like the atmosphere, everything. So the attitude, so more of the mental Coming stuff. Coming in, yeah, the mental stuff. I would agree. I think the the kids are going to, as they grow up, they're going to create their own way of swinging, their way of throwing. It's kind of, they're going to figure it out. But that 
the attitude stuff, the the hustle, the the focus, the being a good teammate stuff is the stuff that really, really matters. And those habits, in my opinion, are the worst. Those are the ones that create horrible team chemistry. Right. No one wants to be around that environment. Parents end up, you know, making it worse than it needs to be. It's just horrible. And the opportunity goes right down the tubes. You know, if you have a opportunity to play high school ball and your coach knows that you're a bad attitude he's you're not going to play or you're going to get cut it's the same thing with college that's one of the things that sometimes a kid needs that that's hard because you come from a home maybe that they're not sure what to do and you don't have a coach that it's going to help you yeah a lot of people don't know how to handle that situation that type yeah but I also think that a lot of those situations are created by the home you know the stresses and the, yeah. the un, unneeded pressure I mean there's a lot of kids that have these attitude problems because of the pressure they have from their parents with parents right. don't even realize they're putting that added pressure onto them. So I think the parents have to understand like the, the baseball and softball specific stuff is a hard thing to do. Like they're going to fail a lot. And if you're always hounding them and you're one, you're one of the ones that are helping them create those attitude problems right. and their poutiness because they're, they feel like they're letting you down as a parent. I see that a lot. So it's, it's, it's a sad thing, but I think parents can work on that and try to be more positive. I, I even work, try to work on it myself. I get hard on my kids. Sometimes I have to stop and ask for forgiveness and, and try to go at it a different way. It's not an easy thing as a parent. Um, these habits that we're talking about are, are you th- think they're easy to break or hard to break? I think any habit's hard. It's like a daily thing you're coming at. So even our parent parental habits are hard. Like right. it's hard as a coach for me, it's hard not to get fired up at an umpire who sucks at ump umping. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard. It's, it's something that you have to work on. So it's the same thing with any habit. I had habits, honestly, well, obviously for a kid out there, if you're saying a bad habit is where they put their glove, that's yeah. just like, it's a brain connection. So they just got a, a lot of practice, right? Exactly. Coming in and repetitive. It's doing it repetitively. And they need practice. So if you have a good coach reminding you of your attitude out there, it's going to take time. They're not going to mm. just come on the field the next day and woohoo, they're going to mess up. Yeah, and the, the habits, the mental aspects, the attitude stuff are the ones that you have to fix or you have no opportunity. Yeah, the other take ones, time. It's not going to be overnight. The other um, physical aspects, like I remember like I played through college and even pro ball. Like they just, some of them just never went away. It's just the way I've, I learned to deal with things. Like if you watch big leaguers hit, you look at someone hit and you're like, oh my goodness, like that would never get taught these days by a coach. You know right. what I mean? But it works for them and they stick with it and they battle through it and they, they, they learn how to do it on their own. So some of the habits aren't necessarily horrible habits, um, but they, they will eventually kind of either go away or you'll figure out to do it that way or else you'll end up not playing and your career is pretty much done. So I think, I think like you said though, I think the, the most difficult ones to break are your personal, um, you know, individual weaknesses as far as swing stuff. But the ones that have to be broken are the attitude expectation one. You have to have the attitudes, the, the lack of poutiness, good body language is another one. So those are all things that have to be done or else you just have no chance. So, and then we as parents as well, um, I think we can do a better job breaking bad habits. Maybe you have a habit of yelling at your kid after every swing or yelling at an umpire or gossiping or creating drama, Mm -hmm. you know, or whatever it is. I think those are things that we as a baseball community and culture and and family that we all can get better at. This isn't just for players, bad habits. This is for all of us. This is for coaching, bad habits, parental, bad habits, player, bad habits, because the reality of all this is, is it kind of translates to life too. And that's, that's what is awesome about baseball. So we have to actually fix these habits because it'll help us in life as well. Right. Like one we're working on with JJ reminds me when he goes, if another kid can't catch it or whatever, he's just so competitive. He gets so frustrated. So Mm -hmm. it's just changing him into encourage that kid. Like you got this next time instead of like body language. Oh my gosh. You know? Yeah. 
Yep. So all of us have constantly working on, I mean, you do, you have to work with your kid every day, remind them before practice, just talk with them. It's just training them up. They're Mm -hmm. kids. They're gonna, you know, things are going to happen. Yep. And it happens in the big leagues. So right now I think it was the last game of the series yesterday, the Braves and the Dodgers, like a a dude was just a totally little league base running play and totally lost them the game. And that was at the biggest level. What do you do? It was a horrible base running play. He, he ran into an out. It was like literally like a horrible base. Like you've never played baseball before and it totally cost them the game. So even at the highest level, they make mistakes. You mess up. You, me- you mess up and you have to understand that no one's going to be perfect in this. Right. And that's okay. Yes. Be, but yeah. if you do understand what your weaknesses are and you do recognize that they're bad habits, then you better put the work in to try to fix it as well. So I bet you that guy needs to work on his base running skills. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast. Um, please help us out by liking this, sharing this, um, as well. And then if there are any, uh, different things that you guys want to hear us talk about, uh, please let us know, please message us, uh, DM us, whatever. And, uh, we'll try to get, uh, those taken care of again, like it, uh, give us a rating if you can, and please share. Got any last final thoughts? I don't just encourage those kids, help them work on those habits. We all need to work on our bad habits. Yeah, right. All right. God bless. God bless.